Hello and welcome to this podcast, the second of two episodes focusing on mental health. And I've been talking about the chakra system in relation to the human energy field and how we collect energy, negative or positive, from the world around us. The universal energy field is a collective field that we all breathe and live through. So we're connected ultimately to everything, everything in life, people, nature, we're connected to everything. So for some people that don't understand the chakras, I certainly didn't when I embarked on the journey of becoming a chakra therapist many, many years ago. And I'm still learning today, I don't know everything, but one of my, one of the icons that um, introduced me to the chakra system was uh, through Barbara Brennan and a lady that I met that helped me to heal carpal tunnel syndrome that I had at the time, as I explained in the, the previous episode. So it opened my eyes to how we hold on to thoughts, negative thoughts, self-critical thoughts, self-judgment, and how that is formed and how the blocks are formed in the early stages of our life as we develop and we move into becoming adults. If we're carrying stuff, baggage, um, quote unquote, through our life, this only results in long-term physical health. Um, I'm now going to go to the fourth chakra, which is at the heart center. And just to let people know that when we come to the heart center, this is the bridge between the human conditioning, the first three centers of the base, the sacral and the solar plexus. The heart is the area where we hold a lot of our resentments, we hold a lot of our unforgiving nature, we hold a lot of grief, we hold depression, anxiety on a physical level, but it's also from an esoteric or metaphysical level, it's in correlation with the astral plane. So a lot of our stuff that goes into the subconscious submerges and comes to the forefront sometimes through our dreams and through catching a moment where we feel that deja vu moment that we've been there before we've experienced something before and for those of of you that believe in the metaphysical side of life which i certainly do and just to say i'm not pushing any of my beliefs or opinions onto any of the listeners here but just to say that there's a correlation with how we react to the world and sometimes it comes through uh, our genes, sometimes it comes through inherited um, stuff from our ancestors, from our forefathers. It comes through generational stuff. So there's a lot, there's a lot that is held at the heart center, especially relationship cords. Now the heart, um, the organs at the heart level, at the fourth level, the heart in the circulatory system the lungs, shoulders and arms, the ribs, breast, the diaphragm and the thymus gland. On a mental, emotional level, there's issues of love and hate, resentment and bitterness, grief and anger, self-centeredness, loneliness and commitment, forgiveness and compassion, hope and trust. On a physical dysfunctional level, we can have congestive heart failure, mycocardial 
infarction, that's a heart attack, mitral valve prolapse, (laughs) cardiomegaly, asthma, allergies, lung cancer, bronchial pneumonia, upper back, shoulder, breast cancer. So we'll go to the organs and we'll look at, again, the heart centre as the place where, when we talk about lungs, our lungs which are directly behind the heart in the rare centre of the, the, the heart chakra. And I explained how the heart centre um, is a place that we hold a lot of unprocessed feelings. It's also a place where we hold gratitude, compassion, empathy, unconditional love. And all these things are the positive aspects of the heart chakra. But we have to look at the deep pain that we can hold because the heart is a feeling center. When we look at the lungs, when we're holding grief, when we're going through depression and anxiety, if you can imagine in the center of your body, a big balloon. If you can imagine that balloon that keeps getting filled with air and then all of a sudden it pops. And then if you can imagine, where does that air go? Well, if our front and our rear heart chakra is open, we can breathe out, we can let go emotionally and it can be something as simple as something that we're holding on to. A lot of people that have heart attacks, they're holding grievances, they're holding resentments for years and years. So ultimately, doesn't it make sense that on a physical level, that block that is there, a simple, I forgive so-and-so, or I forgive myself for believing that I'm a bad person. I forgive myself for believing that I contributed to the downfall of whatever the story is because remember a lot of our life is a story the journey to wellness takes place by way of us becoming aware of everything in our life everything in our life that has happened to us and choosing to move forward or to stay stuck So the heart chakra is very important to recognizing the bridge between the human conditioning and our spiritual nature. When we think about our spirituality, a lot of people believe that we have to work at being spiritual. And I, for one, don't believe that anymore. I used to. Um, But to be spiritual means that we are spiritual beings encased in this human conditioning. And we have to talk about our conditioning because we are conditioned to believe everything that has happened to us, be it good or bad. And we can take the bad bits and we can then turn it into um, a self-deprivation or we can choose to acknowledge that actually this is not my fault. The way so-and-so's life turned out is not my fault. If we're in a bad relationship, if we're in an abusive relationship and we're stuck, if we're in a codependent relationship and we're stuck, sometimes we're not even aware of abuse. I was abused recently um, by someone, a 
level. And this person in a very dark place, actually, um, the only way I can describe it is that my light probably was too bright for them. And when I look at the situation, the first thing that came up for me, which threw me back into my past, was I'm to blame for this situation. But instantly, what I did was actually no. I had to put that in and say, I'm not a bad person. Because in my childhood, I always believed that I was responsible for others' unhappiness. So the throwback into the past is there for all of us. It's so easy and we don't always consciously um, think about the past in that way. We just go into that self-critic and that self-deprivation, which term turns into our self-harming and our detachment from loving ourself. When we look at the mental and emotional issues, love and hatred, resentment and bitterness, grief and anger, self-centeredness, loneliness and commitment, forgiveness and compassion, hope and trust. So let's take it to another level. If I was to say, okay, I forgive that person that did that to me, I can say it, but if I don't authentically believe it, if I haven't forgiven myself for believing something, then ultimately what I say and how I feel, what I do, is two different things. So again, we can be harming ourselves by making ourselves believe that we've forgiven someone when there's, if there's a shred of energy that's left in that situation, in that relationship, a thread of energy that there's some resentment or some resistance then no no that that's unhealthy so we're talking about authenticity we're talking about the authentic self we're talking about letting go of resentment and bitterness what do we gain by letting go of bitterness well if we let go of bitterness or if we don't even know how to let go of bitterness we can start telling ourselves that I am ready so it's prepping to building up to letting go of something. I am ready to let go of this. We put that to the universe. We put it out to our higher self. We put it into the infinite higher level of vibration within us because we can reach that higher level of vibration where we can vibrate at a higher frequency. And once we can do that, then we can start the work of actually looking at what our issues are, what our problems are, what stops us from being completely happy. Why do we hold on to drama? Why do we hold on to drama? Why do we hold on to the past? Well, it can serve us. And as informer, episodes that I've I've spoke about the victim can become a survivor of the past as we saw with Saba in the episodes that she talked about her coping mechanisms to move from victim to survivor it doesn't mean to say that our self-esteem and our sense of self-worth automatically transforms overnight no I'm not saying that it's taken me a long time to get to where I am today and for many people that have gone through abuse, that on any level, 
Our self-esteem and our sense of self-worth comes as a result of actually working, working on ourselves. Joining a support group, going to therapy, getting counseling, having energy healing, being around positive people. It doesn't mean to say that you have to desert your loved ones, but again, it's understanding that you have the strength and the capacity to be great within yourself and to be with that part of you that with affirmations, continually reminding yourself that you are lovable, you are acceptable. When we look at physical dysfunction and congestive heart failure, again, people will um, understand that heart failure and heart problems come as a result of, um, you know, holding on to the past. If you believe that, I certainly do. Energy, energetically, when we start to unwind and we start to look at the blocks that are preventing us from actually being happy, then, you know, it's, it's, it's like we can, maybe, you know, I see it from a different perspective because I've had many years to be able to um, heal, um, heal my abuser. I was raped at 14 and I've come to a place where I, I, I really and truly have forgiven that person. I don't talk about it, I don't live in that time, but I'm not ashamed anymore to share that story. I'm not ashamed to share that story because that kind of shaped the rest of my life. It went on, you know, I've never been able to have children. I've, um, I've never been able to, for a long time, trust men, um, not having a father around, that father figure. I was drawn to to believe that um, I had to succumb to to men being more powerful and being the, the the main object in my life. I needed to have a man in my life at any cost. But when I look at the result of that coming from that experience as a child um, and not having my mum that I could talk to, I didn't believe that I could talk to my mum about this because my mother wasn't in an emotional place to be able to hold me. So as children, we can sometimes become the protectors of our parents. We don't want to upset them. We don't want to hurt them. What would it do to them? So you can see how we can suppress all of this. We can suppress things that later on, somehow, somewhere, it has to come out. And my story has come out through therapy. It's come out through talking to the right people. I remember telling a friend when I was in my early 20s what had happened to me. And her response was, oh yeah, we've, we've all been through that. And that was it. Story ended. So I think it makes you feel like you normalize it. I normalized it to understand later on that that wasn't normal. As I said, once you start to work on this stuff, then the layers of pain you go down through the anger and the frustration that you display to the world, you go through the critical points of understanding why you're drawn to negative people, why you're drawn to the wrong relationships, why you put up with the wrong relationships, be it male or female. Um, 
Moving through to the fifth chakra now, we're looking at the throat and the organs there, the thyroid, trachea, the neck vertebrae, the mouth, teeth and gums, the esophagus, the parathyroid and the hypothalamus. On a mental emotional level, the issues that we have, choice and strength of will, personal expression, following one's dream, using personal power to create, addiction, judgment and criticism, faith and knowledge. Capacity to make decisions. The physical dysfunctions can be raspy throat, chronic sore throat, mouth ulcers, gum difficulties, um, temporal mandibular joint problems, that's around the jaw, sclerosis, laryngitis, swollen glands and thyroid problems. When we look at the throat chakra, we're looking at our truth and our expression. And just to say that when we come to the throat, we are also coming to our divine ego. So when we talk about the human ego, which resides more in the first three centers, when we're getting to the divine ego, we're becoming more authentic. So that last glass of wine, I know if I take it, you know, I'm going to get drunk. We're making decisions from a divine perspective where our divine ego is the angel on our shoulder that says, you don't need to drink anymore. Why are you drinking? What good is this doing to me? It's that kind of inner angelic voice that tells you, you're fine. You don't need another drink. You don't need to take drugs. You don't need to self-harm. You're beautiful as you are. Why don't we listen to that? <laughs> well, when we get to the throat chakra and we start working through our issues, we come to the authenticity of our divine nature. When we look at thyroid problems, a lot of people have thyroid problems. A lot of people have neck vertebrae problems, um, esophagus cancer. You know, we swallow everything. Rather than speak up, we swallow things. We tell lies, we make negative statements, we gossip. And we're all capable of this at some time, some point. It doesn't make us a bad person. But always the reaction is to the past. Um, on the mental level, choice and strength of will. And just to say that I'm reading this from the book Anatomy of the Spirit by Caroline Mice. And she points out it's the seven stages of power and healing. Um, when we look at the mental, emotional issues that we have, let's look at addiction. If I'm addicted to something, it doesn't necessarily mean that um, I can't, I can come, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to be addicted for the rest of my life. This is where our powerful input into working through our issues. I know someone that had a chronic gambling addiction for many, many years, for most of their childhood. And what they did was they believed in the early stages of life that they were responsible for keeping the home running because they came from a large family. 
that person went through the gambling to a point where they reached adulthood and they'd gone off the path and you know they'd done lots of different things that weren't good but they reached a point where I'm tired of this and I think we all reach that point where one day something kicks in and it's time to move on it's time to change and that's what this person did and hey presto they took up yoga and the spiritual practice which is a science of yoga really changed that person's life but it kept them on the straight and narrow it didn't mean that they still weren't drawn to gambling and addiction but everything comes through choice and this is where the rare chakra is all about self-determination and self-choosing we can choose everything in our life everything we can choose to make choices we can choose anything that helps us to move towards the negative or to the positive we only have this lifetime that we are in now to make changes and from an eastern perspective the karmic journey where we every every experience is a learning experience so the throat chakra is very important it leads us up into the third eye the sixth chakra and the organs there the brain the nervous system the eyes the ears the nose the pineal gland and the pituitary gland on a mental emotional level the issues there are self-evaluation truth intellectual abilities feelings of adequacy openness to the idea of others the ability to learn from experience and emotional intelligence the physical dysfunctions on the sixth level or in the sixth center the brain tumor hemorrhage stroke neurological disturbances blindness deafness full spinal difficulties learning disabilities and seizures this um this is a, an area where some people call it the 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 spiritual eye so what the physical eye sees when we see things through the spiritual eye we see something different some people call it the the eye of the soul where we can see the good in something rather than focus on the bad when our sixth chakra is fully open we can actually see the world through a different eye through a different perspective we start to see the clearing and we start to see the abundance of love and life that we are in we can also see the pain but we can choose to keep healing through seeing the outcome that we would like when we understand the law of attraction we can draw to us what we what we want and draw into us what we want means that we can we can set our intention emotional intelligence is something that not many people think about but emotional intelligence is being able to make a choice to be intellectually kind of understanding of what emotion we are going through at this moment and can we change that or can we choose to stay in that emotion going back to my story where i felt um vulnerably uh, I, i was quite vulnerable recently to an attack um 
a verbal attack. I saw this person's wounding. I saw their, their unhappiness. I saw the depth of their pain. And by seeing that, it helped me to understand that I had done nothing wrong. And I kept telling myself that, which led to me being able to have compassion for this person. Compassion and empathy. And it's, it's something that, um, you know, it, it comes back to the heart. You know, when we think about the sacral, the second center, the heart, the fourth center, and then the third eye, which is the sixth center, these are the three feeling centers. So we feel, we see, we experience. When we come to the seventh center, and we're talking about the seven major chakras, because there are hundreds of chakras that, um, that the physical body has, that, that the metaphysical body holds, that are there in our fingertips, you know, right down to our toes. We're a, a body of energy. We're an energy field, and we, we morph and mix into different fields. When we come to the seventh center, the organs, the muscular system, skeletal system, and the skin, the mental, emotional issues, ability to trust life, values, ethics, and courage, humanitarianism, selflessness, selflessness, ability to see the larger pattern, faith and inspiration, spirituality and devotion. Physical dysfunctions can be energetic disorders, mystical depression, chronic exhaustion that is not linked to a physical disorder, disorder. extreme sensitivities to light, sound and other environmental factors. We're coming to the end of this episode, but I will be, I think, focusing, continuing focusing on this subject for a couple more episodes but for now um, just to finish on the seventh chakra it's a beautiful place it's a place where when we meditate we breathe in and we breathe out as we breathe in our rib cage expands we can draw the breath up to our seventh center and we can make that connection to the universal field we can contain the connectiveness to life abounding around us. And we can bring that through. We can integrate that down into our physical body, coming right down to our feet. So just to finish, I'm going to do a very gentle, which I think I'll do in the next couple of episodes, a chakra meditation, a very quick one. So just from now just close your eyes and imagine the energy coming through the top chakra the seventh chakra as you breathe in very gently bringing that energy down to the third eye down to the throat down into the heart your solar plexus down into your belly down into the base of your spine and as you come down bring your awareness down your legs down into your feet and visualize roots going down into the earth as you connect down into the earth energy take a deep breath breathe all the way up very slowly very gently visualize that breath coming up and coming out of your crown chakra coming down around your shoulders like a 
flow of golden light, golden raindrops. Take another deep breath, breathe all the way up. Breathe out through your mouth. Thank you for listening to this podcast and I look forward to being with you next time. In the meantime, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself and feel the compassion and love, first of all, for yourself, for your family, for your community, to our global family out into the world and know that you are loved completely. Take care until next time. We are spiritual beings living the human experience. So it makes sense, right, that our journey in life, one of many, has to be towards wellness. All experiences, good and not so good, eventually lead us to arrive at our authentic self through the paths that we choose to take. Healing begins when we bravely choose a path, a new path that leads us back to our authentic self.